Welcome back to another episode of Snapback Country. I'm Troy, joined by Chris. Chris, how was your week? Uh, it was good, man. Uh, I actually decided uh, last second to move into uh, my new abode. So I just moved up the street, not too far from me. My buddy Joe helped me move all my stuff. So Ricky and I are new in a new apartment now. Uh, and it was actually pretty easy since no traffic was on the streets in D.C. So uh, it was nice to just get into a new spot and get uh, acclimated to the new space. But uh, how, how are you doing? How's the life back home still? That's uh, good. Hanging in there. It was a nice weather weekend, so that's always nice to have. Yeah, I can't really beat that. And yeah, it's been pretty nice over here as well with uh, 50, 60 degrees and being able to walk outside in shorts and everything like that. So definitely taking advantage of being outside as much as we can in, in these days, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. To jump right in here, obviously, uh, we had a little bit of sad news come this this past week. Uh, Obviously, this is uh, a tough time for everybody, whether it just be job-wise or family or or friend-wise. But Joe Diffie, right after we aired our last podcast, uh, obviously, the news came out about Joe Diffie passing away. I know Troy and I talked about this uh, a little bit after it happened, and we had a, a couple friend group chats going along around uh, Joe and his impact to the music world and, and songwriters alike. I mean, some of his music and his songwriting abilities and just his inspiration to not only the artists and songwriters out there, but just fans was just so impactful. I mean, John Deere, Pickup Man, uh, Prop Me Up Beside the Jukebox. I mean, just hit after hit. I mean, the man was a legend. Um, I mean, I think he was one that was just, it didn't matter if he was an opener, if he was the headline, he didn't really care. He just wanted to play music. So he was a great inspiration to a lot of people out there. And he always wanted to collaborate. He was always open to doing it. You hear the stories out there. I think the last week you saw a lot of artists, whether it be the Keith Urbans, the Brad Paisleys, the Luke Bryans, or even like down to like some like the guys that we've had on here, like Brindley Addington and uh, Matt McGinn and them who paid tribute to Joe Diffie and, and the, the work that he did in the, the industry. So he's definitely going to be missed and just another thing to, to stay inside and, and stay separated because you never know who this is going to affect. Another one that we had uh, go on and it was, wasn't anything related to, or at least that we know of that uh, happened, but was Bill Withers, uh, another huge impact to the music world. Ain't No Sunshine. Everyone knows that song. And uh, Lean On Me. I mean, that's another great song that, I mean, you just hear probably in every film growing up. These songs were just classics. I mean, they were obviously from the 70s. We still hear them to this day. Like, I feel like if you were just to turn on the radio or or be able to just uh, hear them on like a wedding or something like that. You just be able to go right into tune, start singing along and then start dancing. I mean, they were just so catchy and that's what Bill was. I I grew up listening to a lot of his music, listening with like Bill, Stevie Wonder, John Legend, like all those guys. I mean, they were just unbelievable. So it's, it's definitely sad to see Bill pass away. So 
uh, our deepest condolences to them and everybody that uh, was influenced by them and just goes to show how much music is appreciated across the uh, the world and how impactful it can be, not not just for fans, but for uh, artists and, and songwriters and everybody out there. So to bring us up a little bit, I know that that was a little dismal, but I wanted to, to bring in that because they did have such a big impact. But we had a lot of great music uh, this past week. Troy and I were talking about it. They actually, uh, Thomas Red, I, I know that you guys do probably a great job just as much as we do on keeping up with all the artists, especially big ones alike, around who's dropping the big hits across the last week. So Thomas Rhett collaborated with Reba McIntyre, Hilary Scott, uh, and a few others, I think Chris Tomlin and Keith Urban. And it, they dropped it, I think it was on Tuesday, I want to say. It was called Be a Light. Really good song. It was kind of one of those where it just makes you reflect on everything that's been going on this last couple of weeks. I think it just makes you you sit down and just kind of appreciate those that are around you. And you hear those common voices that you've heard, uh, like Hillary and Reba McIntyre, who's been around forever. And then Thomas Red just has that great voice. So great song. The one that uh, I want to hear Troy's thoughts and, and opinions on here real quick. Sam Hunt dropped his album. Obviously, we haven't had an album in, I think, about three years or so, Troy, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was like five. Was it five years? Yeah. I mean, time flies. I mean, I, I don't even know what day it is right now, to be honest with you. So <laughs> I'm not surprised that it's been five years. Uh, but I want to hear your take on it. And I'll, I'll give a few, few shout outs to some of the songs that we posted. I mean, it was 12 songs. Six of them were already released. Those six were great songs. A lot of them were like jams, songs that you can jam to and everything and really good. But it kind of takes the excitement out of the album coming out when you've already heard six of them. And you could argue four of them were the best songs on the record, in my opinion. But uh, I don't I don't know. Releasing that many songs in an album is just too much. And I think Nikita talks about it in our interview with her, but like she didn't want to have a bunch of songs released on the album that she's going to release this summer. So she's kind of starting it over and like letting those be just like single releases or whatnot. And I don't know, like there, the other six were very good songs. The lyrics were amazing and everything, but it just, took a lot of the excitement out like i was very excited for this stayed up until 11 central to listen to it and i realized i had already listened to six of them yeah but i mean what can you do (laughs) (laughs) i think we all yeah may have had some of our expectations a little bit higher than perhaps but i mean it's like i was expecting at least like one more like banger like Give me a song for the summer, Sam. <laughs> and he, just, he just didn't deliver on that. And it could be one of those two where maybe perhaps he's like holding on to it and then going to drop it in the next couple of days. Maybe you just had all these songs for this particular project. And then you might see like a single come out here in the next like month or so or two or whatever it may be. And then he's just going to drop that one as like a solo project. But uh, I agree. I mean, sometimes it's, it's tough. I mean, I feel like a lot of artists and I, I can't really speak for it because I'm not an artist, but perhaps maybe like the the producers and the managers i mean we talk with ryan about this on ours where they're pushing to a t they're pushing these specific things so maybe they have their own agenda set where it's not really in his control like they're just like well these are the songs you're going to do it you're going to 
push out these songs and then you're going to push out these next six within the album. And then after that, then you can run and do whatever the hell you want. So I guess I don't, I, I can't speak for it or speak on behalf of it. I don't know what his project was. I'm just thinking playing devil's advocate, like what perhaps could have went down. But um, I think overall he's a lyrical genius. I mean, the, the music's great. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, there's some that could be more, or it could be like more upbeat in like the more Sam Hunt fashion, but like, I think it's awesome and it's cool to see a different light of Sam, especially after like five years of not having too many new songs and new albums coming out. But overall, uh, I think there's some really good songs on there. The ones that were new to just the new album dropping, uh, Young Once is actually one that I really liked. So check it out if you haven't listened to it already. Despite our opinions, go check it out and definitely uh, listen to Sam. I mean, he's, yeah, he's so I mean, great. 2016 was a great song and then that ain't beautiful those were by far my yeah. two favorites of the six that weren't released already yep i agree with you there so getting into some other songs uh my guy jimmy buffett uh i don't know if troy and i talked about this before but jimmy buffett was actually my first concert i ever went to it was at kane county cougar stadium back in the day my dad took me to it so he came out with a new song down at the Ladida. Uh, I love Jimmy. I've shared a lot of great memories with friends, family, and the like, all at Jimmy Buffett concerts. Uh, there was one back in the day with my buddy Mike and Brian, uh, and now his wife, uh, Lauren, uh, where we were able to uh, experience at Asa and Amphitheater in Nashville. Uh, it was a great time. Jimmy Buffett just puts on a great show. I don't care if you don't like his music. If you're at that show, it's going to be a party environment, similar to like a Kenny Chesney concert. It's unbelievable and it's huge tailgate, but Jimmy Buffett's just the man. Some other ones that I just wanted to highlight quickly, uh, Fillmore. I know we've been talking a lot about him lately, but I just love his music, love his style. Uh, he released another new single uh, called Me Lately. He, he's, again, kind of just talking back to his songwriting. I mean, he does just an unbelievable job and he, he's just uh, going to do big things here, I think. And either not, if it's not this year, it's going to be really soon. Big and Rich and Toby Keith came out with, or separately uh, in their own respective manner, came out with new songs as well. Big and Rich came out with Find a Heart. I've always loved Big and Rich. I was actually, during my move, I came across some old CDs, which I don't even know how I would play CDs. I don't own a car right now, nor a CD player of any kind, obviously. So I don't know what I'm going to do with these CDs, but it's kind of cool and nostalgic feeling to have these. Uh, and I have a Big and Rich album from, I think it was, I can't, I would have to go back and look. I already forgot, but I have one of their old albums and that was pretty cool to see. And then I also have a Toby Keith album and he just came out with one that's called What's Up Kez. It's similar to Toby Keith fashion, but all in all, great new week. And then our boys, Hot Country Nights dropped another banger of the USA begins with us. Uh, or U.S., I guess. I don't know. I, I guess that's the right vernacular. USA begins with U.S. But either way, Hot Country Nights just doing big things. Unfortunately, they were supposed to come out here in D.C. in April. That show got postponed, so I will have to delay that scene of them live until later in the year. But a lot of great new music this week. And go check it out on our new tunes playlist if you haven't already. Yeah. Definitely agree. Great music that came out. And this week on the podcast, we have Nikita Carmen. I've been listening to her for a couple of years. She is awesome. Her voice is incredible. It's like such a pure sound. And if you've never heard of her, I definitely recommend checking her out. In the interview, she tells us that she has a song coming out this Friday. 
So you got to check that out and just you'll be blown away by her vocals and just her uh, her lyrics, too. She's she's very talented. And just her story about how she came over to the U.S. because she's from Australia is uh, is very interesting. So we'll send it over there now. All right. We now welcome on a special guest. She's a singer songwriter in Nashville. She's originally from Australia. It's Nikita Carmen. Nikita, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing, Chris? I am doing great. Nikita, thanks for uh, joining us here. Oh, of course. You know, I've got a lot going on with the <laughs> isolation. <laughs> Very busy times for us all here. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll start it off with the last song that you released, The Start of the End. I love this song. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Thank you. Yes. So I wrote this song about a breakup that I had with someone that I dated for like five years back in Sydney. And we broke up when I moved to Nashville. And I wrote a lot of really bitchy breakup songs. And this was the first time that I got sad about it and was like, you know, that was good. So this is the first time I allowed myself, I think, to to kind of get emotional about it all. Nice. I love it. And then I love like just the past few songs that you've been releasing that Mm -hmm. I'm assuming are going to lead up to an album. Yes. Well, actually, these songs aren't. These are like separate singles that aren't going to be a part of the full project. Okay. Yes. We we kind of thought we're going to put them all together, but the album that I'm making has kind of a different sound. It's a little bit more stripped back, and we kind of thought it might be a bit confusing to add these other two songs that kind of don't fit. Mm -hmm with the vibe yeah so what got you originally i'm gonna take us a step back here a little Mm -hmm. bit so what got you originally into the musical industry kind of singing songwriting everything with it obviously i know you're from australia originally but when did you come over to the states and kind of what got you into country music it's funny because i always say that me getting into country music was like me rebelling against my parents who like (laughs) (laughs) raised me and my sisters purely on like rock music. Like we just like, I listened to Queen (laughs) pretty much Mm -hmm. my entire childhood. And then I watched American Idol when Carrie Underwood was on it. And Rascal Flatts came on to sing at on the finale and they came and sang Bless the Broken Road. Mm -hmm. And then from that moment on, I was like the biggest Rascal Flats fan. Like that was like my first introduction to country music. Mm-hmm. So I had like all their albums, like it's CDs when we still bought CDs. <laughs> <laughs> and I would play it in my parents' car and I'm sure they were just like, how did this happen? I mean, I, I'd gotten into songwriting probably before that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I always wrote poetry. So I guess that's how it all kind of started then. Mm-hmm. When I started getting into country music, I picked up the guitar. My dad taught me a couple chords. My parents were in a band when they were younger. So my dad taught me a couple chords and I I played a lot of Jewel. (laughs) And from that moment on, I really didn't do or didn't have any interest in doing anything else. Mm -hmm. And so you got into that in Australia. How did you end up coming over here to Nashville? And starting that whole thing? Well, I always initially wanted to be a songwriter more than an artist. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Nashville is kind of where I want to be. But obviously, it's, it seems like a quite a pipe dream living on the other side of the world being like, how do I even end up there? But Mm -hmm. I did plan a month, I came for a month in Nashville. When was it? 
I guess it would have been like 2014 maybe. And okay. I stayed for like a month in East Nashville and I was like on a forum, like, what do you do when you move to Nashville? Like, how do you meet people? And someone <laughs> said, you have to go out every single night. So I did that. I went out every night for a month <laughs> and I ate a lot of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so then I ended up meeting like a couple people and then I moved, then after the month was up, I went back to Sydney and then I ended up, it was like a, it's a bizarre story. I ended up um, doing a Skype audition for Bobby Bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had no idea what it was really for or who he was, mm-hmm. but I pretty much, I came on, I auditioned for him. I sang, I think a verse and a chorus of Somewhere With You by Kenny Chesney. And then he called me the next day and was like, uh, you should move to Nashville and come on the road with me. And I was like, okay. So I like told my parents, I was like, so I think I'm going to go move to Nashville and to meet this guy that I met on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) We looked him up. My mom's like, I think he's kind of famous. (laughs) So it was like the, I think that was like a Saturday. And then the Monday I flew out back to Nashville and then I officially moved. Yeah. 2015 I think or two, early 2016 and I went out on the road with him for like two years two or three years and it was like the best introduction of like being an artist I guess because we mm-hmm. went straight out and we're playing like theaters and yeah I was kind of just thrown right into it and when when you went on the road were you like playing with the raging idiots or were you like opening for him we, I was playing in the, with the Raging Idiots. First I was singing back up and then he would get me out to sing songs, like just acoustic. Mm-hmm. And then I went out on his um, stand-up comedy tours, which I, I got to open for him. And yeah, that was so much fun. He has like the best fans in the world. Yeah, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. So are you friends with Bobby? Like, do you guys like stay in touch? Does he help you out with like your artist career? Yeah, we are. We still keep in touch. It's actually his birthday today, so I <laughs> just had reached out to him. But no, he's a great fan, and it's kind of weird with the whole music thing because I feel like we're more like we were friends before. I don't know, like we're more friends than we are like business acquaintances. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but I mean, when I have write something or record something, he's always super supportive, and it's just the best. <laughs> no, I. I think too, because you had your first, I think it was your self-titled EP mm-hmm. come out right in like 2017 or so. So did he have, or I mean, I, I just, I want to hear more about that. Yeah. Self-titled EP. Yeah. We kind of released that when I went out on the road. So I'd have something to mm-hmm. sell and something to play, which I mean, I'm so proud of that. EP, a lot of the songs were actually just work tapes that I'd written, like demos that I had done when I was in Nashville and we kind of just mixed and mastered them and put them on an EP and I got to travel around America and play all the songs and have people buy the EP. I mean, I still have a box of them in my bedroom somewhere that I'm going <laughs> to try and get rid of. But yeah, that was like, I guess it was like my first, I actually had released an EP before, but that was a different thing it was with my twin sister we had like a duo back when I was like 15 <laughs> but then that was like my first like official release of like more than one song yeah that's awesome going back to Australia what's the country music scene like there are there like country artists there that maybe Americans like don't know about 
Yeah, I think it's pretty separate. I never really got into the country music scene in Australia, to be honest, because if you move to the the United States, you kind of have to start from scratch again anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. like, I might as well kind of just go there and try and make a name for myself as opposed to having to do it twice. <laughs> True. Yeah, because you have like Keith Urban, Morgan Evans, mm-hmm. and those are like the big names out of like Australia. And then obviously like I think Morgan Evans is like one where he like left his whole band back in Australia and just did like the whole solo thing where he had like a loop pedal and everything. So yeah. you, you have a band, right? With you? No. Do you do it all by yourself? I have like, when I went out on tour, I pretty much just played acoustic, which is how I'm most comfortable playing. To be fair. I used yeah. to play like pubs when I was back in Sydney, just me and my guitar. And that's like how, how I love playing. But, um, yeah. I am probably going to get some players. I have played a couple of shows with, I still like it to be a pretty stripped down setup mm-hmm. um, with like a drummer and another guitarist, but I need to get better at playing with bands to be honest, because <laughs> that makes everything more like regimented because I like to just go off and do my own thing, like be halfway through one of my songs and be like, man, I feel like playing a and sing song now so i'm just gonna switch it up <laughs> which you can't really do when you're playing with other people yeah but it's a little more intimate too when you're able to just kind of get up there with just your guitar and yourself and like play with the crowd and play to the crowd a little bit yeah so for sure it's kind of like best of both worlds where you get to do that setting and then you get the other setting where it's like with the band so yeah you get for rock sure. a little bit. <laughs> oh gosh i never rock <laughs> i get so uncomfortable when i like don't if I don't play guitar, like if I'm like, okay, I'll let like the band play something and I'll just sing. It's awful. Mm-hmm. You're just like, what do I do with my yeah, hands? I like <laughs> recorded this video the other day where I was singing to like the backup track, like the, yeah, the backing tracks of my songs. And I was just like sitting there at like, oh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and like speaking of like stripped down versions and everything, the new trend in Nashville is obviously these like Instagram lives while everybody's in quarantine and everything. Mm-hmm. But I think what a lot of people don't know is you're kind of one of the OG Instagram live people. Like <laughs> you do like your Friday thing where mm-hmm. you do it for like an hour and you like take requests and everything. So you feel like people are stealing your spotlight there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's like something I did. I can't even remember when I started doing that, but it puts me in like the best mood. And my parents are always like, we should leave the live up after you finish it. And I'm like, no, because usually I take requests and sometimes I completely butcher the song. And I'm like, I don't want to keep that up. They're like, sometimes I nail it. I will admit. But other times I'm like, I don't even know how this goes. I don't know what key I'm supposed to sing it in for my voice. But that's kind of the fun of it, I guess. It's just winging it. Yeah. I think it's really cool how you like take requests and everything and like learn the songs on the fly and do it. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Yeah, that's a really cool element to be able to just kind of get out there. And I feel like that's a testament to not only you as like a like an artist, but like just being a, a being open, transparent with them as yourself. Because I feel like sometimes we as fans don't know who's fake yeah. <laughs> out there, like who's just trying to put on a show and who's just trying to get like followers. And then there's like people like you who are just like, I'm just here because I love music and I just want to play yeah. for what you guys want to hear essentially but I also want to play some of my stuff too and yeah feel like you get the best of both of that yeah which like that's like a fun part of it as well I guess is that like I have people 
request like my songs and I'm like, oh, who knew anyone knew any of my songs? <laughs> but it's it's been like even songs that I've never released, you know, I always mm-hmm. have like there's always at least like three people who are like, can you please play Sleeping on Airplanes? And I was like, this is a song that I've never released. And <laughs> it will be requested every time I do an Instagram live. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, when it comes to songwriting, I know you you mentioned that you do a lot of songwriting, just kind of even seeing your, I'm, I'm like I always tell Troy and everybody, I'm not the best at Instagram and social media, but I know that you do a lot of stuff with your like Instagram where you like do a lot of like songwritings and like poetry and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So do you relate a lot of your songwriting to like putting things into like lyrical, like poets, uh, poetry, symmetry and like things like that nature? How do you like come up with like your songwriting style? Yeah, for sure. I think it definitely started. I used to just write lyrics like Mm -hmm. before I played guitar and was able to like put it to music. So a lot of the times it does start with like a lyrical idea or a concept, like a title But then I've like, now I've started also to work with melody a lot. Like I record, this is like most of the time is when I'm driving. Don't worry, it's safe. (laughs) Like I'll just have like my voice memo on like recording while I'm driving and I'll just be singing random melodies and, you know, usually it's garbage. But sometimes it's like something that turns into a song, like the start of the end. That's how that song started. Mm -hmm. And then other times I just forget that the voice memo is running and you can just hear me yelling at people in traffic. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so I guess it's kind of, it's, it's kind of different every time, but I'd say that it usually begins with like a concept to some degree. Yeah. Yeah, No, you go. I was just saying that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you could just hear that a lot in your songs and it's cool to hear. It's almost like a storytelling experience. Mm -hmm. I feel like some songs that just like, they throw so much at you yeah. and like yours is just like an even flow a lot of times. And I feel like a lot of artists are even doing that now, especially in the country world, but like you, especially like you hear, it's just like, it's like cool to hear how like all goes. And I know that some songs like you want to do different justice across like different elements of it, but perhaps maybe get into that a little bit. Like how, maybe from your perspective of like the creative ambitions of like how you would start like a song like one way and then like finish it like more, like maybe like slower and then go like more upbeat near the end. Yeah. Is that like how you do it? Yeah. I mean, I guess like a lot of it has been collaborating with other writers and producers mm-hmm. because I mean, before I like moved to Nashville, I had never co-written. So now it's like I have this, like I have a concept or I have like a melody idea or a lyric idea and I get to take that to somebody else who interprets it in a different way and I end up with something different than I would have. It's -hmm. a different kind of song than I would have turned it into Mm -hmm. from the bones. So it's like, that's like being the coolest part, I guess. It's just getting like a different perspective. Yeah. And do you... you write it all by yourself still or you just mainly doing co-writes or um no i write a lot by myself still especially currently when no, none of us can leave our house <laughs> i've literally been writing so much i probably like i think i like burnt myself out like last week i was writing like three songs a day <laughs> i kid you not so like this week i'm like trying to write and i'm like just not feeling creative and i'm like i probably just have just burnt myself out already Sorry. I was going to say, so we have three new albums coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I would if I could. 
But no, I, I get that. I mean, it, it's it's hard. I mean, you're even seeing just now where it's like a lot of these artists are coming out with like these songs that they just demoed or they haven't even done really like anything with or haven't been able to release them because it's like, what else are we supposed to do? So I get that completely where it's just like I have nothing else to watch on Netflix. So I don't want to watch Netflix anymore. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if I was like a songwriter, I would have like loved the first week probably because you get all this time to like write or whatnot. But after a while, you're just mm-hmm. like burnt. Like, because I'm burnt out of like Netflix. Like, I don't want to watch Netflix anymore. Yeah. I just can't do it. It's true. And I'm just going crazy. I know. I have to like do, I, I have like a couple of other creative outlets, I guess. So I'm just kind of trying to do all this stuff. And then when I feel like writing again, I'll write another song. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah I, I probably just can't force it. Now, have you thought about trying or because you said you play mostly guitar? Do you mm-hmm. play any other musical instruments? I play the ukulele, which is, I mean, that's kind oh, of heck yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. The guitar, and then I, um, yeah. I play piano like well enough to write a song or to like track something. Yeah. But um, I've been writing a lot actually just to loops. I got on Splice and I just get some like guitar loops or like synth loops, or piano loops, and um. I've been writing to that mainly. It's just like a different way. So I'm not coming up with the same type of melodies to like the chord progressions I would play on guitar, which that's yeah. been fun. I mean, I'm a terrible producer, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's something you can have fun and perhaps maybe get better with it throughout yes, all Yes, I know. I'm going to be Max Martin at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you mentioned that you have a uh, upcoming single coming. Well, I guess when this airs, your your single is going to be out for all no. of us to hear. And Friday. can't wait to be jamming. Yeah, it'll be out this week. The song's coming out. Isn't it coming out Friday? Next Friday. Oh, next Friday. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm behind here. Gotcha. So everybody, she's coming out with a new song ne- this coming Friday. Mm-hmm. Quarantine brain over here is trying to keep up with everything. <laughs> But tell us a little about, uh, Nikita, about this upcoming single that you're dropping this week. We can't wait to hear it. Um, but tell us a little bit about what's coming out and what we can all expect to, to hear from you. Uh, it's called Even If You Missed Me. And I feel like it's kind of like start of the ends, less sad sister. <laughs> it's kind of, it, it touches on the same subject matter of like me have going through a breakup and moving to Nashville. But this is like, I guess I wanted this breakup song to be more about me like less about somebody else and more about just me like finding myself and you know it's like a lot of it was about traveling around the United States and being like hey I'm Mm -hmm. like not only am I completely fine by myself but I'm happy Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's kind of what this song is like I just when I listen to this it makes me happy and I picture myself just like dancing down like a gravel road not getting hit by a car, hopefully, but <laughs> but um, no, it's like, yeah, I just think it's fun, and it's it was just kind of about me owning, just taking ownership of my life and being like, look, I'm so happy with like the life that I'm creating for myself. That's awesome, and I do want to go back on the first song that you released in the U.S. Out of the Park. Mm-hmm. I love that song, and <laughs> when I was like doing a little like research or whatever i stumbled upon the the music video too mm-hmm. and i thought that was really good and can you tell us a little bit about that song because i think it's really good thanks this is actually a song that i just had, i wrote by myself before i moved to nashville mm-hmm. that i wrote for my sister who 
had been dating and had not met anybody remotely special, let's just say. She had a terrible, (laughs) (laughs) terrible time dating. And I kind of wrote this as like, uh, this is what it's going to be like when you do meet the right person. And I mean, now she has. And look, I'm not saying I'm a psychic, but (laughs) (laughs) I did predict it in the song. But no, um, yeah, this got to be like the first song that I released when I moved to Nashville. And it's so, it seems so long ago now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just kind of a a happy, you'll find that person, even though you've had a lot of really terrible Tinder dates. Mm-hmm. And your twin sister, does she live back in Australia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's back there, which is the worst. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, like, how tough is that, like moving across the world to like chase your dreams? <laughs> when I first moved to Nashville, I was miserable. I like would cry my like call my parents crying at least like once a week. I mean like, send me money. I'm so lonely. <laughs> I have no money. <laughs> but then you start to make friends and eventually it starts to feel like home. I mean it still mm-hmm. s- like sucks being this far away from home. Yeah. <laughs> like time difference and everything is is the worst and I'm kind of feeling like everyone else is kind of getting a taste of what it's like now and everyone has to keep up with everyone over FaceTime I'm like I've been doing this for years (laughs) I'm used to this but yeah I was actually I was supposed to be back in Sydney like I should be there right now but this all happened and I wasn't able to fly back so Mm -hmm. I haven't seen I haven't been back in over a year and that's the worst like I just I was so excited to go back and then all this happened. I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to wait a little bit longer. And when you do go back, do you go back for like an extended period of time? Yeah, usually I do. I mean, the last time I went back was for my sister's wedding and I went back for like four weeks and it was summertime and it was just the best. Oh, that's awesome. I'm definitely going to go back for Christmas this year. I haven't been back for Christmas in the last two years, so... Mm-hmm. definitely doing that if all this settles down by december which fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah let's hope do you with all of the traveling back and forth do you use like especially like that plane ride's got to be like what like 20 some hours if not more yeah or- <laughs> i always fly from the direct from dallas so it's dallas to uh, okay. Sydney, which is i think it's 17 hours okay which Yes. I can't tell you how many times I've done that flight and how many hours of my life I've wasted sitting on an airplane, but it's a long flight. I kind of like it though. I like, I kind of like my phone, no one being able to contact me and Mm -hmm. just like binging an entire series. (laughs) Well, before maybe you still had some of those creative juices flowing, you could write some songs, maybe (laughs) do a little... (laughs) <laughs> oh, I can't say I've ever been remotely like creative on an airplane. Let me tell you, never. Really? No. I feel like there has to be like someone or something that happens on an airplane that might like spark something. Like we were talking to like Clark the other week and he was like at a bar and had like a bartender like spark like a song for him. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's just random things that like spark things for you. Well, like, I, don't know. I say that and then I'm like, I actually, the last time I flew back, I think I was flying from Houston back to Nashville. This is when I was coming back from Australia. And I actually did write a song about it because I had like the worst turbulence I've ever had. And I was like, oh my God, the plane's going down. We're all going to die. 
And I wrote like a love song about it because I was like looking at my boyfriend and he was like falling asleep. And I was, yeah, it's going the worst way to go. <laughs> but um, so I guess, I guess maybe I have written a song on a plane before. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and so you said that Rascal Flats is really what like got you into country music and everything. Have mm-hmm. you ever met them? I have. I met them actually at the um, CMA Awards. <laughs> uh-huh. What was that like? That he was like sitting in front of me and um, Gary LaVox, that is. And I was just mm-hmm. like, he was like when people were singing on the like on stage, he would like sing along. And I was like, oh, my God, I could hear him singing along to artists. And like, I'm just like obsessed with his voice. But I mean, the the most exciting thing is I've gotten to see them play live now like twice, which mm-hmm. has been <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Sad that they're uh, coming to an end. I know. My sister's like, I need to see them <laughs> because she's also like a huge fan and she hasn't been able to see them live. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that because their farewell tour was like this summer, but mm-hmm. like, probably yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. So much is going to be canceled. I saw CMA Fest just got canceled. Yeah. Everything's canceling, but it'll just, it's postponed. It's not canceling. Well, yeah. I guess CMA Fest got canceled, yeah. but Songwriters Fest got postponed or rescheduling. There's other things. That yeah. Are- I mean, that's like the only one I was happy about with Tin Pan South because I was meant to be over in Sydney when that was happening. So I was like, I had to say I couldn't play, but now I'm like, oh, I can play again. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned you have an album coming out this summer. Mm-hmm. You said it's being produced by Walker Hayes. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about one working with Walker Hayes. Obviously, we love him. He's awesome music. Mm-hmm. Produced a lot of great stuff over the years. Uh, and then two, just a little bit about the album. You said that a lot of the stuff is things that we've never heard before, mm-hmm. and uh, really excited for that. Obviously, but tell us a little bit about that project. Um, so I'm like a huge Walker Hayes fan. Like I was like so into the first like the eight tracks that he released. Yeah. And so working with him has just been so fun. It's just been like a lot less pressure than being in like a big fancy studio and having a bunch mm-hmm. of people there. Like it's literally been like just me and him. He's like built a track for one of my songs that I've sent him. And then we just like have fun with it. We sing like a bunch of fun vocal stuff. And it's just been like a different, I don't know. It kind of brought me back to like when I first started making music. And mm-hmm. I'm really excited about how it's all turning out. It's very like, like song wise, it's super personal. It's very like diary esque. And I didn't want to put anything else on it that I'd previously released because I love one of my favorite things about listening to an album is not knowing the songs. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you, you listen to an album, you're like, I know these so many of these songs already. It's not like doesn't get to be as much of like an experience of listening to it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. So this song you have coming out on Friday, it won't be on the album? No. Okay. But I think in a month's time, we're going to release the first single from the album. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Which I'm super awesome. excited about. I just made the, the cover art for it. So <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> exciting mm-hmm. awesome well i think i'm good chris are you yeah i mean i the only other thing obviously with everything else that's been going on um 
do you still play like a lot of like live shows in like Nashville that you have like going on? Not obviously not right now, yeah. but later on in the year, perhaps maybe this is all died down. Like, do you play like a lot of like live shows still, or is it more focused on like creating more con or um, more music right now? Yeah, that's, it's kind of been, I've been focusing on the music, I feel like for quite a while. So I really can't wait to, I guess when I have the album, it's going to be so fun to be able to yeah. go out and play shows and yeah, it's, I can't wait to get back to that side of things. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. And the last question I always have, mm-hmm. and we talk, we've been talking about this, Troy and I have been on this long debate, but what do you constitute as like, uh, if you were to write or sing like a drinking song, like quote unquote, like what would you constitute like a drinking song? <laughs> uh, vodka. I would be drinking vodka all day, every day. <laughs> now I'm sounding like an alcoholic, <laughs> but no, that it would be what I would drink in a drinking song. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's. <laughs> That's what we were looking for. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate your time, Nikita. Everybody go check out her new song that will be coming out on Friday. And we look forward to the album coming out hopefully this summer. Yes. Pending, pending <laughs> anything else that might change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't wait for it. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so yeah. much for wanting to ask me questions. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, best of luck to you. Hope everything stays the same. Hopefully we get uh, back to normal here soon. And thanks for joining us and uh, look forward to hearing new, new music here soon. Yay. Yes. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. That was a great interview with Nikita Carmen. We really appreciate her coming on. Definitely check out her new song coming out on Friday. We'll be posting about it, but just remember to check that out. It was it was great to uh, learn a little bit more about her. Uh, she seems like a very sweet, funny girl. So it was really glad that we were able to have her on. Yeah, she was awesome, man. I mean, I well, the first time I actually heard about her was a few, probably about a month and a half ago now when you and I were talking about kind of lining up some some guests and kind of talking through um, who would be uh, sweet to talk to and, and kind of get their perspective on the, the music industry. And I started listening to her music and like you said, awesome perspective from not only a songwriting uh, standpoint, but just her music itself and, and how she performs and how she always wants to like use her guitar and, and musical instruments and just her background in and of itself. I think that's really cool. So yeah, I mean, she's, she's great. I can't wait to hear her album that's coming out later this year, especially with the the collaboration of Walker Hayes. Uh, as many of you know, Walker Hayes is unbelievable she even talks about that on the on the uh, inter during the interview as you just listened to so yeah, that's going to be a sweet album and as we were talking about to start the episode she doesn't even uh have any of the music already pre-released so it's all going to be brand new stuff so it's going to be awesome new music to listen to uh especially hopefully we'll be able to enjoy maybe uh some company with uh, others by that time and be outside and maybe uh be on some some patios or some bars by then, but you never know. But if not, we'll be able to have some good new music from Nikita to listen to. So check her out. Check out the new music. And uh, if nothing else, stay safe out there, everybody. And uh, hope you all are doing well. And we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Stay safe. <laughs>